Hey everyone, before we start today, can you do us a little favour please? If you do enjoy the podcast, please leave us a few words and a review on Apple Podcast or wherever it is that you're listening to us. This helps us a great deal to continue growing the podcast and our Maverick community. Thanks everyone. Now then everyone, this is the Wedding Mavericks podcast, a podcast for wedding photographers and videographers who want to build successful and sustain. My name is Jules and I'm joined by Lindsay. And on this episode, we are discussing the cost of living and impact on your business. So, if we kind of, we are going to be discussing things that are happening in the UK, mm-hmm. but um, we imagine that things are pretty similar in all parts of the world, whether it's you know wherever you're listening from. So, the things that we're going to be covering and, and discussing aren't going to be, um, they're not going to be kind of specific to... A particular area because I think things are the same globally, yeah. or they're moving that way. But we will be referring to you know our current situation in the UK and the the things that we have experienced previously, yeah. and the things that we're currently sort of looking at now. And let's be honest, it's been a crazy week. If you if you if you're in the UK, or if you've been watching us from somewhere else on the news. And you, laughing a lot. And laughing. I mean, the UK, they just look like a right set of bell ends right now. Um, you know, th- it's, it's been in a right mess. Um, the, the economy here has been in a right mess for the last few months. And um, hopefully we'll, we'll see a bit of a turn from here. Not necessarily a, like a massive turn upwards, but maybe a turn in the more positive direction than spiraling into um oblivion yeah so that is kind of what sparked a lot of us wanting to to make sure we did this podcast because we appreciate that one of the things that's going to be on everyone's mind because it's definitely on ours is mm. what on earth you're going to do if things continue getting worse and you're already probably seeing as we are changes to the industry which might yeah, they're probably not going to be. It's not just about what happens right now; it's about what happens a year from now because of how far out we book and stuff. So, yeah, talk us through it, Lens. Well, we all remember, of course, don't we? That uh, two years ago in twenty twenty, that time, you know, everything else aside for the moment, just thinking about our industry, what happened at that point was devastating for for a lot of us. Some of our fellow photographers and videographers um, who have businesses will not have survived that period. Um, And for others, they would have had to make some extremely difficult decisions um, and take action just to be able to make it through and kind of come out of the other end. There's no doubt that some will have benefited from some of the help that the government, certainly um, over here in the UK, um, had made available at that time. Um, You know, maybe that was even the thing that actually kept your business afloat. But maybe there's also those of you who did not qualify for any help. We, yeah, we didn't. Um. And this, you know, and we've talked about this in a a previous episode when we kind of talked about our journey through that. But, you know, in a nutshell, that meant that we had to uh, give up the studio that we had. Um, You know, our business had kind of 
we were in a period of growth and we sort of had plans for the future. But when this happened, um, the kind of survival strategy for us was about scaling back and adapting to what was in front of us. And so that meant that along with the studio, um, I went back and did teacher training and got a job as a teacher for a period of time. Um, and we took on um, a bounce back loan. And we kind of made adjustments, you know, those adjustments with uh, me not around very much elsewhere, doing the training, Jules not only trying to keep the business um, running day to day, but, you know, now kind of all of a sudden looking after the girls full time, taking them to school, etc., doing what I needed to do with them whilst trying to, like I say, single handedly sort of keep the the business running. But, you know, that those were the the adjustments that we we kind of assess were necessary and that those are the decisions that we made and thank goodness we we managed to kind of come out the other end of um the the covid restrictions in that period of time and and actually still have a business having kind of ridden the wave of the postponements some new bookings that were all crammed into the last six months of 2021 and then into this year into 2022 but you know paint a picture for us Jules, you know, t- talk about what what's that was kind of then, what's happening now, happening today. Yeah, well, uh, obviously we can talk about we can talk about our situation. We won't we won't sort of go on about that um, because it's it's about yeah, everybody. No, in, but in I like think general terms. Yeah, I think yeah. I think if we talk about kind of linking it to our situation, but probably everybody's quite similar. So twenty twenty one back into twenty twenty one, you had more. You probably had quite a lot of work if you were similar to us. If you'd been established for a while, you probably had all these postponements and that probably went into this year too. So you've probably at the back end of 21 and this year, 2022, you've probably had like the one of the best years ever, you know? And it's probably been really good from a financial perspective. It's probably been really good from a building and growth perspective, especially towards the start of the year because there have been a lot of people thinking, I want to get married. You know, I, I've, 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 I've put my life on hold for, for a year or two. So whether they were already planning a wedding or whether they decided they got engaged during kind of the COVID pandemic and they wanted to kind of get married and stuff, so they were making plans. So it's all been very busy. And what I've seen, what we've, what we've experienced this last sort of few months is that it's been a really incredibly busy summer, but things have started to slow down from a new booking perspective. Mm. And what, what you can understand, you can understand that people are going to be listening to the news and thinking, this doesn't sound very good for, you know, these big kind of life things like buying houses and getting married and buying new cars, you know, big extravagant purchases or expenditures. So, you know, the the economy in general looks quite bleak at the moment. Um, And that's happening around the world, particularly in the UK. And at the moment, people have jobs and they're secure, but all their all their co- all their costs of living are going up, so costs of living are going up at the moment. People are, have got jobs, but as we're going to go into a recession, now this isn't definite, but the potential is we start to see people c- 
companies, big bigger businesses, public sectors cutting back. And by doing that, that means people start to either lose their jobs or lose hours at work or salaries reduce, things like that. So in general, we, we start having this general downturn. People's spending behaviour on the back of that and on the fact that everything's so expensive goes down. Um, and this is all all we've got going on in the news mm. is how, how are people going to heat their houses and pay their electricity, electricity and gas bills and how are people going to be able to afford food and when people all people are talking about is those essentials the idea of spending tens of thousands of pounds having a wedding mm-hmm. um that doesn't you know i'm not saying people will get by the way i'm not saying people won't get married what i'm saying is the idea of that just becomes less attractive mm-hmm. in general mm-hmm. so we'd have to be all really naive to think that this isn't going to impact the industry how it impacts the industry, none of us will actually know. And me and Lindsay, the last time there was a, apart from COVID, obviously we we experienced that, but it was that was a different situation. The last time we experienced a global kind of recession and a, a UK recession like this, like the one we're probably going to experience now, um, although the, that one probably wasn't as bad as what this one might be, uh, was in two thousand and eight, and. Well, that was we had stable and secure jobs where we earned a decent salary, so we weren't affected massively by the fact that um, job security was down and all that. But what what we did experience is we got trapped in a a flat that we'd bought very recently at the height of the mm-hmm. property market, and it suddenly spiraled into negative equity, and we were stuck in it for like it took us twelve years. I mean, we moved before that, but we had it for 12 years, didn't we, before we could actually sell it um, and still made a loss on it. So it was, uh, that was, it was a bad experience. You know, it really, really set us back financially. Mm. Um, and so I think we're quite wary of what's going to happen yeah. or what's happening. Mm. Incomes will generally stagnate or drop because um, the, even though there's loads of jobs at the moment, companies will have to tighten their belts so there won't be as many jobs. And then people's money goes down because people are fighting for jobs so they don't have to pay them as much or there aren't, as no, there aren't enough jobs and there's more people out of work. Inequality will worsen so the rich will probably get richer and the poor will get poorer. And... Uh, manufacturing is going to decrease so cost of goods might go up as well even more credit will be harder to obtain it'll be more expensive to pay for your credit like as in the percentage rates will go up and that basically is all going to lead to consumer spending declines and depending on where your couples you know find their employment within those industries or within those businesses Obviously, they're going to be directly impacted by that. Now, they may have been funding those bigger investments, those big life decisions themselves. Maybe they were receiving help by family members. But again, you know, the family members now are going to be able to contribute less towards that. But ultimately, you know, and I think as well, if you think of it on the back of, let's just solely think about weddings for a minute then. The last 18 months 
the mentality for people when they're planning their weddings has been we've talked about seeing this additional layer of just appreciation and gratitude for the fact that everyone that's able to be there on that wedding day is still alive is still there come through a heck of a time over the last two years and so there's just this it, it's just felt like there's been this extra layer of celebration about it now it feels like it could be the complete opposite we're going to have to bring that guest list out right down we're going to have to cut back on what we think are essentials for the wedding you know I wanted a photographer and a videographer you know, I think it's safe to say that the the one that on that most people will straight away consider doing away with is a videographer, and that will be reflected in other aspects of their wedding as well. So generally, this kind of knock on effect, people having to consider not just the day to day kind of livelihoods. There's an obvious impact there for for us. I think I think we we absolutely if we're not already seeing it. And, and I know that you've touched on the fact that, you know, certainly in conversion rate from leads to actually people booking for the next year to two years going forward, we are 100% seeing that difference already in the thought process behind what people are needing to prioritise. And now more than ever, feedback is coming through that we're having to budget. It's about the cost. It's about how much it costs and we're having to think sensibly about what we include and not include in this day now. And I'm sure that there are plenty of you that that are hearing that yourselves. Absolutely. Yep. Also, on the back of what you said, you know, again, yes, you've, you've touched on this, but, but for us as business owners, the cost of us doing business is inevitably going to go up. Now, at this moment in time, you know, we're fortunate that we no longer have the studio to pay for and we don't have huge costs for staff or stock, for instance. But I'd imagine that there might be some of you out there who do have those costs to consider. Mm. And for some of you, maybe it was towards the end of the COVID restrictions that you decided to go all in. Because that would make you, that would make sense if you if you were in a position to do so with it getting much busier. Yeah, absolutely. You know, maybe you were one of the ones that left full time employment to go full steam ahead on your wedding photography or videography business, or maybe it was a case of you made a big investment for your business. So maybe you looked at premises. Maybe it was equipment. Maybe it was it was even a vehicle for the business that you took on. But what does what do all those things mean for you now? Was there a cost in financing those things in the first place? Are you now currently tied in for a period of time? Are you stuck with the payment? You know, rent on a premises, for instance. We're yet to see what landlords start to do with whether there's, it's residential there, or business their premises. Up, yeah. Their costs go up, absolutely. What even though, if like us now, you don't escape it even if you work from home. You know, you, we, we, we are seeing, um, you know, again, the information that you hear in, in the news and the press and social media even, you know, there's, there's now consideration that, oh, well, actually, for all the good that work from home brought, actually... Is it going to cost you more on your own utilities? You know, fair enough. You might not have the rent or the business rates to pay or the insurance for a premises, for example. Mm. 
but on your own utilities at home. Think of all the things that you're going to be charging, all those devices you're going to be charging now on a regular basis. Think just the just the heating I mean, as we, we get into we've, winter. We've got a smart we've got a smart meter, so since the prices kind of went up, we've been looking at. And I only said to you this morning, didn't I? I said mm. like yesterday, we had the heating on quite a bit because um, it's half to mod as the kids were at home, and it was like it's not even cold yet, not really cold anyway. No. And it was like it it like almost trebled the cost of how much the heating bill was yeah. f- compared to this time last year. Yeah. You know, real figures in terms of like daily spend. And so you might actually see us doing this podcast wrapped in blankets <laughs> <laughs> with blue faces. Because um, cause I tell you, I don't know, you know, I don't know if you can edit while your teeth are chattering, but that's what's happening. Because we ain't having that eating on... <laughs> While we're working this winter, we're going to go sit in a coffee coffee shop and buy one coffee for a day because that's going to be cheaper than heating at home. But yeah, absolutely. So whether you are in that position where you're, you're working from home, it might just be yourself that you're thinking about or whether you have slightly more in terms of um, your, your, your assets or, um, you know, a business premises or vehicles, as I've said, the cost of running, maintaining those things is increasing across the board for us. Yeah, so, I mean, in general, small businesses uh, can find it a bit more difficult to adapt to these situations in general. Now, that does sound counterintuitive because you would think, well, if it's a small business, it can, you know, it's, it's easier, it's quicker to make changes. But if you have got overheads and you have got, expenditure that you can't really get rid of to you know you it's it's essential to running your business which we're all going to have the, the the problem is is as a small business you've typically got less cash reserves you've got less capital assets and collateral um and you've got less ability to make structural changes because it's not like you can it's not like you've got 100 staff well that would be a small business I suppose it's not like you've got thousands of staff and you can make some of them redundant, so therefore instantly you cut your running costs, you know, and you just get everybody else working a bit harder or a bit smarter um, because there's less to do. You know, you can't do that. You can't. Um, you can't kind of call on the the big stack of cash that you've got in the bank or the investments that you've got because you probably don't have them. You know, most of us. Uh, not, not that it's a good thing, because we should all try and have cash reserves, but most of us aren't going to have large cash reserves. We might be able to pay, you know, we might be able to afford a few months worth at the most of being able to, even, you know, even after COVID, we haven't recovered after COVID. Most of us, if we did have any cash reserves, got wiped out in COVID. Daz did. You know, we, we, through COVID, we, we literally had diddly squat. Most of us through COVID will have either been, you know, touching the, the, the bread line, or past the breadline, you know, we'll have had to borrow. I've spoke to many a photographer and videographer who had to, you know, take out loans, bounce back loans and overdrafts and all sorts of stuff and actually go way into them just to keep going. And 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 obviously they're still paying that off. So they're technically still not in the, the green with it all. You know, we, we had a bounce back loan, we kept our bounce back loan. Um 
and we, luckily we haven't really used it. Well, we haven't used it. Well, what we've done is we've kept it there as a buffer because it's a low cost loan, um, and it we, we might need it this next year. Who knows? Mm. So it's like I'm glad we've got it because it's still there as a buffer. But if you've if you've had to use it, let's say you've took tens of thousands of pounds and you've used it and you're still paying it off, and yet now this is happening, that's a real that's a real worry. And so you don't have those cash reserves. And so it's, it's harder to flex. It's harder to weather the storm if you're a smaller business because you just don't have those resources that larger business tend to have. Um, but that, I mean, that doesn't mean you can't. It just means it, it can be it, it can be a bit more daunting because you, you've got nowhere to go. It's a case of like you're almost living hand to mouth, aren't you, as a small business? You know, sometimes it, especially because it's seasonal. So as we're going through the winter, we might have all you know, built up a little bit of money in the bank. But then we know that through winter, we're not going to probably earn as much in the wedding industry, particularly as photographers and videographers. So you're probably thinking, well, it'll all start coming back in again next summer. But if you're looking at your bookings and going, mm, that, that's when it's going to become mm. more difficult. So, you know, that we, we have to pay ourselves. That's that's the thing we we have to pay ourselves and we have to, even though we might not have the overheads, we, we still need to make enough to make ends meet. So if we have that big drop in sales, where does that money to to, to pay ourselves, to make ends meet come from? Mm. Um, and it's important that we are thinking ahead at what, what's that drop potentially going to be? So you need to be, th- rather than if you haven't thought about money and you haven't really thought about your your, your costs and your, um, your your income and how much you need to make over the next year, this is 100%. You can't, you like, do it now. Like, literally get a pa- paper and pen out and just start writing some figures down. Make sure you know what your household bills are. Make sure you know what you need to buy food write that, write down what your basic running costs of your business are and just know that you're going to be able to cover those, you know, how how much, how many weddings, how much money do you need to cover those costs? And it does, nothing else matters. As long as you can do that, as long as you keep the business going, you know, and, and put food on the table, you you know that you can keep going and and that gives you a target to aim for in terms of bookings and things like that. But it's also important that we keep an open mind because, you know, there might be some positives. So as as small businesses, particularly like photographers and videographers, we don't really have high fixed costs. You know, think about other types of wedding suppliers, caterers, um, florists, um, you know, cake makers. They, they have to buy items they have to buy stock mm. in order to pr- provide the service and if those costs are just going you know going up at a speed that they can't possibly foresee mm. or plan venues. for yes yeah, yeah, th- then yeah venues like heating the venues and stuff the the bills for the venues how how do, how do they flex so at least in some respects as photographers and videographers we have got 
a bit more headroom in that the we can reduce costs a little bit. We probably already have fairly low costs. You know, you can cancel a subscription here and there, but it's not going to make that much difference. But these are all the things you need to be reviewing. But but thankfully, we don't have you know massive costs that are going to skyrocket. Um, you know, we could technically just rock up with the camera. You know, we should probably have some insurance. You probably need a subscription to, you know, deliver some online galleries or whatever. But other than that, you know, you could get rid of everything else and hopefully your cameras don't break. <laughs> I'm just trying to, try, trying to be positive about it. Um, so we're a bit more nimble and adaptable in that respect as as photographers. Um you know, think about the opportunities from marketing costs might decline. So people, one of the things that people tend to do during the these times is businesses cut down on things that aren't, they don't see as truly essential. So they might, you know, because if, if they're not getting the inquiries and they're not getting the, the, the um, sales anyway, they might cut down on advertising. So therefore, advertising costs might become less competitive, so then they might be a bit cheaper. So we might be able to run ads to get more business. Um, I mean, just as a side note, I saw today that uh, Google, they um, their shares fell 7% today because, because, um, because they've had a massive decline, or a massive, not decline, but, well, a decline in their profits, as in they're still making money, but they've really shot down. So their shares fell. So there's obviously already a change in that market. Mm. So there is an opportunity if you've got any any money available that you're not going to need for something else that you can run ads and try and capitalize as we start to move through through this mm-hmm. on you know on the market that will be looking for somebody who you know to to do their wedding. Um, and it, it's not pleasant. It's not. It's never a pleasant thing to think about other businesses going going out of business. Pe- people in the other people in the industry struggling. But if you are able to make it through these difficult times, there might be opportunities on the other side. So we could end up, you know, seeing that the people that um, don't make it through. It basically means that the market is a bit a bit more open and there's less competition. So at the other side, as as the as the economy starts to grow again at the other side people start to kind of you know everything starts to get better and and people get married again there might be less competition there might be more opportunities for your business if you if you kind of make it through this mm. which sounds re- that sounds really depressing i know but you have got you've got you've got to think you've got to think about the now and i do think that it's about survival but i also think You'd be, you wouldn't be being savvy and business smart if you didn't have mm. a plan for what you do at the other side of this. Sorry, that's <laughs> all right. I'm doing my hand talking yeah. thing. and and just naturally keeping an eye on your competitors and having a grasp of certainly within your local area. You know who let's say geographically just alone who are your nearest sort of competitors you should always kind of be striving to keep on top of that information anyway so yeah fair point fair point but um okay so in response to this then 
we have to adapt. Adapt or die. You know, and I'm not quoting Rishi Sunak from his speech this week because <laughs> I said that last week at the end of the uh, last he, podcast. He got it when from I you. He was listening the, to the podcast. There, there you go. There you go. That's what it is. But yeah, absolutely. Our response needs to be a proactive one. Okay, instead of curl up in a ball, burying our head in the sand, and thinking, "Oh no, I'll be fine. I'll get through." No, we need to tackle this head on, and we need to be prepared to adapt to be able to get through these times and still have a business at the other end so Jules has pinched my lines again but (laughs) as I already touched on the fact that the importance of knowing your figures um and I would just add to that that coupled with this is that I would say not only your financial figures but I think it's extremely important to be able to reflect back on what your conversion rate was data data i put that word in there as well sorry Just you give, know me that i love i love my data sake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah having an understanding of what the conversion from leads to actual bookings was let's say at this time last year now little health warning if you like with that it's a bit of a poor term of phrase isn't it but little uh, caveat that's better (laughs) caveat with that I would say is this time last year you might say oh yeah but this time last year we were still you know we were buried in edits from six months worth of coming out of COVID and the postponements and all the rest of it so yes the figures might be slightly skewed because of that because you were working through that But certainly those of you who have been in business for more than three years, let's say, we should have an understanding of what those rates were prior to COVID, prior to there being this sort of, um, these difficulties in the last couple of years. We should have a way of being able to track those stats or data (laughs) and the importance of knowing what that is year on year. And even though then there might be a slight kind of, you know, last year, let's say it was a bit of an anomaly, maybe it's not the right year to compare it to for this year, you know, but we certainly know and we we have the benefit of using a CRM so we can look back at periods from last year and we can make the comparison, we can see where we were at this time last year to where things are at this year in terms of bookings looking ahead to 23, 24. And there's a huge difference. Okay. So please don't underestimate the, the, the importance of knowing what your finances are, knowing what your financial position is. Um, absolutely. Can you cover your costs, but couple that with also looking down at your data as well and looking at what your conversion rates were for, for some kind of comparison. Okay. Cause those two things, I think hand in hand, really arm you with the right information that you need to be able to make decisions on what the next steps are going to be for your business and how you are going to make a plan to adapt yeah yeah because you don't want to you don't want to make decisions based on emotion you know like no. oh it feels oh, a bit shit Sorry. It's oh, all right. No, it's all right. It does there. say there, but at the end, I've got knee-jerk reaction. All no. right. All right. I'll zip it. <laughs> <laughs> Having a domestic think, on podcast. I mean, I think, that, that's gone down well, won't it? I think <laughs> um, entertaining. as well, to just 
box that bit off. You know, think think about the time of year that that we are in. We're approaching um, Halloween at the time at the time of sort of recording this. We're at the end of October. Okay, our businesses, our peak season, if you like, is over in the wedding industry. So we're coming into that period of time where we've got the benefit of the time to be able to actually take a step back and start looking at this information and start making a positive plan for going forward. <laughs> if if you're lo- watching on camera, you can see that she just she just ushered me through there. It's your turn. Because <laughs> um, I, I you know I tried to make it flow a little bit, but no, I was I was holding off there. Anyway, right. <laughs> so how how we, how can we how can we do this? What we really need to be thinking about is we need to be creating buffers and we need to create flexibility. And in brackets, I've put on the notes if possible. And the reason is is because some of us haven't got a buffer or flexibility. And I, I can certainly say, you know, we have a, probably a lot of listeners that are fairly new because you know and you would listen to a podcast like this because you you want to kind of ex, uh, expand your understanding of of like running a business like this so if you're in your first year or your first two or three years you will be working all this out and you probably don't have the ability to have buffers and flexibility i know that certainly in our first year to two years it wasn't a proper business in that we we didn't have a we didn't earn enough money and this is this is why this is why everybody in the first couple of years isn't really charging enough because you're trying to build your portfolio up you're trying to build your experience up and so you 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 don't have you don't have the knowledge you don't feel like you've got the confidence and the ability to necessarily charge what you should be charging and therefore your your, your business is running more like a, an experiment really and a an experiment slash side hustle. Um, and I know that we were just putting all of the money straight back in. So we we weren't living, even though we weren't really doing anything else, we, we were fortunate that we had other bits of income. But we basically were putting everything back in, buying new equipment, mm-hmm. um, advertising. We ended up, get in the studio but that's a separate thing and we didn't really run it like a proper business until we got un- until like a little bit before covid happened and you know you don't have any flexibility if like all of a sudden everything changes you don't have a lot of money in the bank because you've been spending it on stuff and you don't have the flexibility to go well I'm ch- I've been charging this much so maybe I can reduce my prices or I've got a good quality of work and I've got good inquiry networks so I can increase my my prices and and try and kind of um, increase my uh, buffer that way by earning more or by knowing that there's a drop-off and so I'll just reduce my prices but knowing I'm still getting the inquiries so I can just book some more that way. You know, you don't have those flexibilities. So you need to think about this stuff. That's from a kind of proactive perspective in terms of sales, mm-hmm. yeah? But there's other things we can do. So if we're now thinking more about those of us that have been in business for a while, we need to reduce expenditure. So whatever we don't need to be spending right now, so today, the Sony A7 uh, 5 app, 
A7R5 came out. There's that many chuffing Sony cameras now that I, I can't... I'm a right geek when it comes to camera equipment. <laughs> I can't even get my head around what they're all called. <laughs> the R5 came out and it's like, I, I saw it. I was like, it's four grand. Oh my God, look at this camera. It's amazing. Right? <laughs> no, no. Mm-mm. Right? This is not the time. Unless you happen to have had a proper bonanza year and you're like, well, the tax man's just going to take it all off me if I don't spend it. You do not need to be buying equipment right now. You only need to buy equipment if it breaks and you can't fix it. Mm. That that should be the only reason. Because, you, you, you know, we all, if you're like me, you love new gear, you love new cameras. I'm always trying to convince Lindsay that we need this new thing. But if you're running a business, especially in times like this, you you can't afford to... You can't afford to, to be buying stuff that you don't need. So you've got to be really, really specific. It, you, if you don't need it, it don't get bought. Mm. Um, so don't buy shit you, you don't need. Uh, and think think about, you know, you don't need to be upgrading either. Like So it's, it's good to upgrade and keep up with your equipment in terms of every few years. Think, well... You know, I'm getting a bit behind now on what what there is, and is my gear holding me back from improving what I can actually do? Mm-hmm. But that argument goes out the window at moments like this too, because you just need to keep it bare essentials. Um, so save money by not spending it on stuff that you don't need. Look at what you know, look at what items are really essential that you're spending in your business. Look at what subscriptions you've got. Look at the other expenditure. What do you really need? You know, we've probably all got like a 10 quid cloud storage or, a, you know, like some sort of subscription we don't really use or that there'd be an alternative that would be half the price. Mm-hmm. But we don't, we don't do that. We don't make those changes because it's too much effort. It's a hassle to do it. You know, mm-hmm. I've been using that for this long. What It's just going to take me ages to yeah. sort all that out. So you just keep paying it. Yeah. And, and if it's 10 quid a year, it's costing you 120 quid. If it's 20 quid a year, it's 240. Yeah. Sorry. Um, sorry, no, I was just going to say... You're going to start listing the ones that we've got. No, no, definitely not. No, be aware of your auto renewals on your subscriptions as well. And know that having just recently seen that our music subscription... Um, but that was wasn't on auto. Re- renew, it no. wasn't on auto, but it's increased on, in price oh, yeah. drastically. By and so any subscriptions that you do have, sorry, just as a side note, check for the auto renewal, but absolutely as well, check what are you getting for your money. If it's essential that you keep exactly the same type of subscription, the level of subscription that you've got, check what the price difference is going to be this time round, whether that's towards the end of this year or early into next year, if that's going to renew. Um, and please shop around if, if you can as well, because um, if that had been on auto renew and, you know, the change that you wanted to make on it, you know, there would have been hundreds and hundreds of pounds of a difference that would have just gone out of our bank account without us even thinking about it. Yeah. And if that, and you know, there's nothing to say that that can't happen on a number of things and it soon mounts up. 
Yeah. So please be and aware there are, there are things. others coming up. I mean, there's loads coming up on our web web renewals. They're all kind of pre-Christmas. So we're going to be looking through all those. Mm. And it's always worth reviewing these things and approaching the suppliers of these things, even if they are massive companies like Adobe or something like that. It's always worth going to them and see if there's a, some sort of discount or offer they can do for whatever reason you can come up with. I'm not going to give you any on, on here. It wouldn't be ethical, but... You, there are there are things that you can say, you know, this is why you should have a discount or whatever. Um, but you, you've got to you've got to do this because think about one subscription that cost that's costing you a few hundred quid more than you need to be spending, and then think about four, and that becomes a grand, you know. And if there's lots of those little things, you could be spending hundreds or thousands of pounds every year that you don't need to be spending, and that. That gives you if you spend if you somehow save a couple of grand out of your outgoings every year, that buys you another month or two of leeway when it comes to paying your bills and keeping the lights on. If if that's where it gets to, so it might be very important. Um, you know, save save money, save whatever money you can. So anything that you don't need to be spending, you put it to one side. Like we, you know, we're gonna be aiming to keep as much money in our business now for the, you know, we take out what we need to spend on the bills, but we'll be, over the next six to 12 months, we'll be trying to keep as much money in there as we possibly can. Um, just so that if we have those quieter months, if we have those months, which at the moment it looks like, you know, there's some quiet months coming up, we'll hopefully be okay with it. And the next thing to, to just briefly go over, we get rid of like debts and stuff if you can. Obviously, some of, some people are going to have debts because that's they needed that money, and so you can't just get rid of it. But you know, look at what the debt is, look at what it's for, and look at what interest rate it's on and everything. So you know, think about how much that's costing you every month. Mm-hmm. So if you don't need to have, if there's another way, and you can get rid of that so that you're not paying out that extra interest, it, this is a good time to be doing it. Yeah. But it's also not a good time in my view and I'm not a I'm not a, a finance expert I'm not an accountant but in my view it's not a good time to be getting rid of low cost fixed rate finance mm. so something like the bounce back loan if you happen to still have that and you're not really using it it's just sat in your bank doing nothing we will not be paying ours back right we were, we we were ready to but we kept it because we didn't know what would happen mm-hmm. after covid mm-hmm. we didn't know if there would be another wave of COVID and things would go backwards again. And so we kept it there. We've kept it there for the last year. And we probably, if this wasn't the situation at the moment, we probably would be paying it back now. But we're just going to keep it there because that gives us a buffer, a buffer that we would not have a cheaper way of facilitating. So if you've got finance like that, you know, and if you're not in, in the UK, the bounce back loan, was a fixed loan for like seven years at 2.5% um, that was interest-free for the first year. So it's a really low-cost loan. You know, over the term of it, it will cost us, you know, only a few hundred pounds mm. to have a, a credit facility of about 20,000 quid. So it's really cheap. So that's that, really. Um, I'm going to go through this section fairly quickly. Because I don't think I need to labour the points. I think they're fairly self-explanatory. Hmm. Lindsay's already sort of talked about adapt or die. So, how do we adapt? Going to give you some ideas here. 
we're not going to go into them in masses of detail because we will go into them um, potentially on other podcasts, specifically this first one. So diversify your income strands. It's good to do this anyway, um, you know, but if things start to quieten down in the wedding industry, we, we can do other things. We can make money other ways with our gear and our skills and knowledge. So we will talk about some of these and we do some commercial work and we've done all sorts of stuff. Through COVID, we did all sorts of stuff and I'll, we'll talk about it in another episode. But, you know, you've you've got to be less precious when you're in this situation. And, you know, don't think that just because you're a wedding photographer or videographer that that's all you can do. No. Because it, you can you can turn your hand to, to anything you know, and if you've got that equipment sat there and it's doing nothing apart from gathering dust and you aren't busy, mm. you know, there are different things you can do. Yeah. And I think as well, just a little reminder on that point of, again, I feel like I say, please don't underestimate a lot, but I'm going to say, don't <laughs> underestimate the skill set that you've got because... Because when you're I making Santa think, Claus videos... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's another story. <laughs> when... You know, you're a wedding photographer or videographer. The amount of proactive thinking on your feet, responding to changing conditions, people, locations, circumstances, you so quickly need to adapt to on any given wedding day. And over... And I always say, don't forget that you are the supplier that spends the most amount of time with your couple throughout that day. You know, you could be there for anything between eight to 12 hours with them. Don't forget that. That's a long time. That's a lot of skills that you possess and qualities that you have to offer and other methods of work that you could apply that to with your cameras, you know, commercial work that you've talked about, um, working with business clients, maybe a bit of family photography, things like that. These are situations really that are either in a far more controlled environment or span a much less period of time. So family shoots, lifestyle shoots out and about and things like that. You might spend 30, 40 minutes, an hour with people. So there's lots of different things that you could consider trying when you do diversify, but just remember as well that you probably do one of, if not the most difficult one, the most challenging one in the first place. Yeah. So I'm pretty confident. You could do lots of other things. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And that kind of is a nice segue into, you know, maybe you're going to look at other forms of employment temporarily. So we're not telling you to abandon your business and we're not actually saying go out and get a different job. What we will always say is, and this is how we would play it, this is both of us do this full time. So this is our only household income. And if needs be, if if the shit is the fan, if things don't go how we, we would hope they would, we wouldn't hesitate in going and doing whatever job we had to do. But you've yeah. got a lot of skills. Look about the customer service and people skills that you've got from being, well, hopefully got from being a wedding photographer and videographer. Think about like the, 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 any job. You know, if you have to go get another job, think about putting the food on the table and the bills first. And as, especially if it's temporarily, 
you, you come back to this. You keep this going and you come back to it, but you've got to survive first. Yeah? You, you know, you can't, you can't just, you've even said it before, bury your head in the sand. So we're not suggesting that's what you do, but it's never off the table. It should never be off the table. Mm. Think about which section of the market you serve. You know, what are your prospects like at the moment? What are your inquiries like? Who are the people? Who's your clients? Who are your ideal clients? We've talked about all this stuff. Um, you know, are your prices correct for your current conditions and your your area of the market? And what potential changes in spending habits are you expecting? Can you expect from your target market? Mm. So, you know, the cost of living and the wet and the recession stuff, the wealthy are gonna be less affected. It doesn't mean they're not gonna change their spending habits. Mm-hmm. Because I, I did read something yesterday that was saying um, previous recessions, people that ha- people that were wealthy that were having weddings, they didn't they did change from being extravagant. They didn't want to appear to be like taking the you know taking the piss oh, and, and flashing their wealth right okay um, in these difficult times. So they dialed back on it. They still had a nice wedding and they'll still probably hire a good photographer and videographer, but they weren't being as flashy. So although they'll be less affected, they might change their spending habits. The middle class, they tend to be the ones hit the most by these situations because they've got money. You know, we all know, probably probably know loads of 10 bob millionaires. They've got a bit of money, but they don't have enough to be, you know, completely um, unaffected by these situations. So it's it's the middle end, and we're we're kind of we sit in the middle end, don't we? In terms of clients, really, we're mm. not we're not we're not doing millionaires' weddings every week. Um, so you've got to you've got to think that is the the market that's going to be affected the most. You know, if you're doing serving the low end, cracking, who knows what's going to happen these days? Because camera phones have got so good, and people, it's, you know, consumer cameras are so good and so cheap. Who knows? Like maybe, mm-hmm. maybe if you're in the real low end, maybe they just don't bother with a photographer um, because they could just get somebody else, a mate, to take the photos, and they'll make do with that. We all know that'll be nowhere near as as good, but maybe that's what they do. Maybe the middle class, maybe they start looking at, I'm gonna spend, you know, I'm gonna reduce my budget for my photographer or videographer and both, or get rid of the videographer or whatever. So we're not saying that's what's going to happen. We're saying it would be naive not to consider that this is what might happen. Mm-hmm. So you've got to be prepared for it. So you've got to be prepared. Do you put your prices up? Because you want to, you want to target the wealthier people who will be less affected by this, who will still book good people, the people who are the best. Or if you're being realistic, if you're just average at your job, and you're not able to market yourself to the best, to the to the top end. Maybe you've got to think to be competitive. Do I need to lower my prices? And I, we don't believe that that's the right thing to do. From a we don't we don't believe that's what everybody should be doing because the costs are going up. We should be putting our prices up, if anything. But you have to think in response to whatever's happening in the market. If you need to make money to, 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 to get by, 
And I'm not saying that's what's going to happen, but you might have to. You might have to consider swallowing your pride, saying, well, I put my prices up during COVID, you know, at the end of COVID because it was really busy. Now I might have to just lower them a little bit just to make sure I'm still competitive in the market, even though I'm really good, even though I, I were really sought after and I've done all these top jobs. So, you know, think about what you're going to do if, if clients try to cancel or downgrade. What's your strategy? You know, make sure your contract's good. Make sure you're taking a good deposit. We've we've increased our deposit recently because it's more of a deterrent for people not to not to cancel or try to downgrade. You know, think about how you structure your packages. We've tried to structure packages in well, structure our offering in a certain way so that hopefully there isn't really anywhere to downgrade to. It's, you'd have to cancel us and hopefully at this point if they've booked they're not going to cancel unless they're not having a wedding but you know mm. we'd, we'd, we've got to think about that and you've got to think about your bottom line as well so if you're thinking about like across the year and I've got let's say I've got 20 weddings 30 weddings whatever it is and I know that that's going to make me enough money make sure you've got a buffer in there in case you get some cancellations because that might happen yeah. Um. And just just consider, you know, if inquiries go down, what does it mean? Those numbers, Lindsay mentioned the data. I'm, I mentioned the numbers earlier. Really do, really do need to know your numbers at this point. We've done a, we've done podcasts on it. I think around 17, 18, 19, epi, you know, episodes 17, 18, and 19. All about pricing, all about costs, and all about how you kind of predict these things and how you plan your for your business. Go back and listen to those. Really important at this point really is going to be like the difference between you making it through potentially these difficult times and not. Yeah. Mm. So we've kind of come to the end of what we wanted to talk to you about this week. And it kind of came out of, you know, as we're just, yeah, what's going on in the world. And I think a couple of weeks ago we were considering, you know, over the next few months now, what path do we take on the the podcast um and you know we'll be looking at we're thinking about the season kind of quieting down for everybody so the the there'll be a shift in focus for you towards actually thinking about the business aspect of what you do for a living again um and so just because of I guess the chaos that there is in the world at the moment it kind of felt like it the, the the time was right and you know it coincides just with these big changes that are happening um in the UK at the moment but there's you know there's there's no doubt at all that there's an effect across the world really an effect across the wedding industry in all sorts of different countries so we just wanted to to address what's happening in front of us all today um and just think about because we talk about running a sustainable business and that's not all about constant growth and pushing forward and making more money and it's not about knee-jerk reactions it's not about having an emotional response to something in a panic it's about recognizing the times when knowing those figures, those stats that Jules has been talking about that are to do with the performance of your business, 
are going to give you the information that you need to make sure that you are making sensible and responsible decisions for the continued success of your business going forward. So if that means scaling back for a period of time, temporarily reducing your prices, maybe instead you're going to increase the value of what you offer for your prices. You might look at taking on more associates, shootings, just to try and keep your income up. Diversifying, we've talked about. You might take on a part-time job or even... If you're that person that was thinking, I'm about to go all in, I've got a full-time job, but I'm about to go all in on the wedding videography and photography because I've had such a great summer at it this year. Maybe you want to put the brakes on that because you want to just consider, okay, what's happening in front of me right now? Not what's happened in the previous few months that I've really enjoyed, but what is now coming down the track and actually not just looking at the glory from this ta- this summer, looking at 6, 12, 18 months ahead, perhaps even further down the line than that. Which is, at times you can't actually see, because no. you, you, it'd be, un- it'd, some people might be booked out 18 months in advance, but I wouldn't expect people to be completely booked. You know, you'll have some jobs, we've got some jobs mm. that far ahead, but, you know, not, we haven't got the full calendar, you know, that, so we can't say 18 months from now, what we don't know what's going to happen in the next six months. Mm. And in the next six months is what's going to end up determining 18 months from now. So in this industry, mm. so you really need to, you know, you need to hold like what Lindsay's saying, just hold off a little bit. Mm. Don't make any assumptions based on the fact that you booked out. Maybe you booked out for 2023 because you've been, you've been starting up and you've been shooting at low prices or maybe you're really established and early because I know some photographers will, f- will fill it really early. We, we, we do more video than photography. So therefore we usually get booked a little bit later. Mm. Most of our bookings come from about now for next year. Mm. So normally at the point we're at, we'd be like, we're sorted, mm. but you know, because we know we'd book quite a few in the next in the next six to 12 months for the next six to 12 month period. But I'm not expecting it to be like it has been. Yeah. And then finally, you know, of, of the mix of people that, that we have that, that watch and listen, you'll all be at a different point in kind of your, your journey in business. Um, but you know, for those that have, we might even have some that uh, go as far back, gosh, that, you know, had been around when, that recession happened in 2008 or we're doing something very similar Um, or perhaps, you know, we're running a different type of business right then or we might just have people that have, they have managed to come through the last couple of years, Um, you know, and are just doing brilliantly to have kind of made it so fantastically to have made it through that and come out of the other side and, you know, it's such a shame once again that, you know, the next wave's here now and we all need to ride that one. It's, it is time to get our thinking caps on and hopefully the things that we've talked about today, you know, maybe you've had your, your own ideas too. 
um, or at the very least this has been sort of thought provoking for you and, and just gives you something to to kind of as we enter that period towards the end of the wedding season time now to just take stock of where you are and think about how you can be proactive in adapting cool so hopefully it hasn't sounded too doom and gloom. Mm. I appreciate that most of the stuff we've been talking about actually sounds quite negative, but we really haven't intended it to be like no, that. Have we learned? No. It it's what it this is from somebody who watches and listens to a lot of business stuff, particularly things to do with the wedding industry, photography, filmmaking, creatives, creative business owners, they tend to be, you know, the, the business bit comes second. You know, the creative comes first, the business comes second. That's exactly why we kind of do this podcast because we, we want to talk about all sorts of topics, but we're really, we are really into the business side and we're really keen to help people. We really want to help people build those successful and sustainable businesses. And this, the part of being sustainable, success can come to anybody. Because you can have, you can, you can be just good at what you do, and that can be success. You can make a bit of money, that can be success. But the sustainability aspect, that can only come through understanding how to run a business. So that's what we have have, have focused nearly everything on learning the last few years. You know, not necessarily how to do better stuff with a camera. When people ask the questions on the groups and everything, it's always about what settings on this and what camera do you use for that? What lens do you use for that? It's never a business question. It's never a how do you, you know, how do you, how are you going to tackle the recession? Uh, how are you going to, um, you know, what do I do to be able to make more money by doing less work? You know, it's never about these things. So that's why we're so, we're so like, passionate about it. Um, and we we didn't want it to sound doom and gloom. We just wanted to talk about things that are really important right now. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that's been of use to you. Um, and if uh, you've got any thoughts or anything on there, any questions or any opinions you want to share with us, we'd love to hear them. So you can give us a DM on Instagram. That's the best place to reach us. Uh, at Wedding Mavericks, you could email us if you really want to. We've got an email address, which is... Uh, <sighs> <laughs> well that's a bit of a custard pie <laughs> it's something at oh wedding mavericks gosh. it's something at wedding mavericks but uh but I'll, I'll have to look that up and let you know next week um everybody who's listening gosh. fucking idiot um <laughs> uh give us a um give us a rate and review on uh on itunes or wherever you're getting your podcast from if um if you want to to help us out and grow the podcast. Oh, Lindsay's looking at me like I'm an idiot now, so it's putting me off. <laughs> <laughs> you can wrap it up. <laughs> yes, so just to reiterate what Jules had just said, you know, what we're seeing, which is, is just wonderful, is that the viewing numbers and uh, listening numbers are increasing each week but what we'd like to see equally alongside that is that the number of subscribers that we have is kind of closing the gap and those two numbers come a little bit closer together that will be amazing so yes please if you can leave us a review also subscribe if you haven't yet done so and thank you for for listening this week um i think this has been a really important topic for us to to talk about 
So thank you for watching uh, and listening to us. Please take care of yourselves and have a great week. We'll see you again next week.